What's up, everyone? Kevin Allen here from DFS Army, and this is the Bold Call Fantasy Football Podcast, where we are looking at the top 12 quarterbacks for the 2022 fantasy season. I got Flex Shane with me here to break it down. Let's do this. All right, Flex Shane, we are in the heart of best ball season and actually underdog just released their new Superflex uh, tournament format for, I guess, they, you know, they go back and forth from Superflex to standard. So the QB position taking center stage. But overall, we want to take a look at the top 12 quarterbacks for the 2022 fantasy season. And I'm going to tell you something right before even we get into the quarterback position. I'm a weight on quarterback guy. In my standard 12-team league and in your standard 12-team league, part of what I'm going to show you as we break down our top 12 is that you can wait and you're going to get somebody really, really good at 10, 11, 12. Don't be, don't be early. That's kind of one of my things for Shane. It's it, uh, more than any other year. This is such a deep year for quarterback. It's just crazy. It's deep across the board. I mean, when we get to some of the other positions as well, um, running back super deep. But let's get right hmm. into it and start at the top. Number one overall, and this is the consensus top play, Josh Allen, number one quarterback on the board for 2021. Um, Shane, what's not to like about a guy who runs for touchdowns He, he on a pass-heavy offense, uh, adding weapons, Gabriel Davis, Jamison Crowder this year, da Dawson Knox, emerged last season and of course the rookie Dalvin Cook's brother Jared James Cook, Cook baby James Cook yeah the rookie pass catching running back as well what's not to like here look Josh Allen man he's just he's as good as they come right I mean the Bills are an ascending offense or an ascending team they're solid both on offense and defense you look at the supporting cast he has an alpha number one option in Stefan Diggs and look the Bills love to throw the ball just last year, they're near the top with 645 pass attempts. And guess what? Here's the thing. When you talk about the high caloric passes, he had 129 red zone attempts. That's impressive. That means they're in the position to score often. I mean, if you look, if you close your eyes and you picture, okay, who are the few quarterbacks that are going to be able to have a total, you know, between passing and rushing touchdowns of 50? Range of outcomes, Josh Allen, number one, absolutely. So we both agree he's both of our number one quarterback. And guess what? He's also the first quarterback being drafted up on in underdog. 29 ADP is a little bit too early. It's a little too early for me, but listen, I get it, man. People decide, especially in best ball, I want to make a difference every single week, and Josh Allen can do that. So I don't think there's much to say, really, other than Josh Allen is the 101 in terms of the quarterback position. He makes a difference every single week on your team. And if you're going to reach on a guy, I would say it's, it's, it's worth considering reaching for Josh yeah. Allen. And to tie it into Superflex, um, Superflex best ball, but Superflex in general, Josh Allen is the number one overall pick, and he's the mm -hmm. first guy off the board in a Superflex league. Uh, Superflex massively elevates the importance of the quarterback position. So by the time the first two rounds are gone, all of the top 12 will be long gone. So you need to get ideally two of these guys, but it's okay to get just one. Josh Allen, number one pick overall in Superflex. And if we are talking single quarterback to me, Allen is the only quarterback and ADP of 29 is what I, I don't have any exposure and I won't just because of yeah. where he goes, but he's the only quarterback in my mind. That's actually worth taking a little bit early beyond him. I think everybody to and beyond has a similar outlook at two all the way down to 13. I don't, I it's hard to differentiate these guys uh, enough to justify ADP. 
But speaking of number two, my number two quarterback for the 2022 fantasy football season is Pat Mahomes. Now, Shane, I know that Pat Mahomes has lost his number one weapon in Tyreek Hill. And they really haven't truly replaced him on that team. And I think that that's part of the reason he's not number one. Pat Mahomes is awesome. You know, he's a great statistical uh, quarterback from everywhere, every angle that you look at. The Chiefs are not a run-heavy team. They actually throw a lot to the running backs, especially when Jarek McKinnon was involved. But mm -hmm. um, Mahomes takes a little step back because he loses his top offensive weapon. And we have to see what some of these rookies, the Sky Moors uh, of the world, mm -hmm. can do to make up for that. Yeah, so it's actually kind of shocking. Patrick Mahomes hasn't been to QB1 since the 2018 season. So it's actually been four years, if you count this year's coming, uh, where he has not been the QB1. But the reason we're drafting him as the second overall quarterback is because we know mm -hmm. every single season, regardless of his receiving cast, he's going to be in that conversation for QB1 overall outcomes. We know it can happen, right? We just talked about how the Buffalo Bills are often going to be in a position to score. Look, yes, you cannot replace Tyreek Hill, but here's the thing. Juju Smith-Schuster is a very competent, chain-moving wide receiver. Sky Moore was one of, I would say, our favorite um, rookie wide receivers coming to the class this year. He was He's just an absolute dog. And listen, Sky kind of fell in the second round, but when he was drafted by Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, we were we were celebrating. And this is truth. Good things come to those who wait. So Sky Moore is going to take some time to develop. He's still a rookie. They've got Juju Smith-Schuster. Travis Kelsey is going to continue to be one of the top tight ends in the league. We don't love Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, but he's still a competent pass-catching back. Jeremy McKinnon signed once again. So the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be good. And they are in the AFC West, which is going to be a lot of different shootouts. You know, it, that's what you want. You want good teams playing against each other, competent offenses. And look, like the Kansas City Chiefs, their DBs, kind of one of their weakest elements on the team. That's a good thing for fantasy football people because it means the Kansas City Chiefs are going to have to throw a lot. Patrick Mahomes is going to have to throw a lot. I mean, is it? it's hard to argue Patrick Mahomes yeah. is a QB2, and he's my number two. Mahomes will be great. And and um, I love Travis Kelsey this season just because Travis Kelsey smashes every single game without Tyreek Hill. Um, traditionally, last couple of years, and look for uh, look for Mahomes to up his volume to Kelsey. Now, that being said, I don't have any exposure, almost any exposure at all to Pat Mahomes in um, single QB leagues. But in two QB leagues, I would put him as the number two overall pick. One could make an argument for running back, but it won't work on me. I, I have uh, I have Mahomes as the number two overall in the Superflex uh, category. All right, moving on to number three. My number three overall quarterback for this season is Cardinals QB, Kyler Murray. Now, the third spot this year, this is a little bit of a tear break. I don't even know. I think even the second spot is a bit of a tear break, and, and there's a wide array of picks in this spot the reason i went with kyler murray listen i like the addition of marquise brown just to be just to be clear i like the fact that hey hopkins isn't there he's gonna he's gonna be riding in on the white horse midseason but most importantly i just think he takes another step forward in his quarterbacking skills the biggest issue i've seen with kyler murray he's taken a little bit to get used to sort of the pocket passer role um he 
is a great running quarterback. He's great at scrambling and, and making things happen on the run. We've seen in past seasons when he's got an injury and he's got to stay in the pocket, that's when things kind of go to shit for Kyler Murray. He just does not produce very well from the pocket. None of these rushing quarterbacks do. And so what what's happened with Kyler Murray is when he gets that injury, he kind of like turns it down. The team gets a little nervous about running him too much. But that's when the Cardinals just stop being good. So I think that... Another year of getting used to being a pocket passer will help him. The rushing upside remains there for Kyler Murray. And I actually think Marquise Brown is quite a massive upgrade over Christian Kirk, who I think was just a guy. So I like Christian Kirk, but you're absolutely right. Marquise Brown is an absolute upgrade over him. I mean, listen, he was getting 14 to 18 targets in some games last season. And that's just because he's good at getting open. Um, obviously it hurts the fact that DeAndre Hopkins is going to miss the first six games of the season, but the fact that they brought in Marquise Brown, they played college football together. They should have that built in rapport. And one of the things that Marquise, well, one of the reasons he wanted to get off the Ravens to begin with is because they, they weren't quote using a skill set, which basically means he wants more deep balls. And guess what Kyler Murray is very good at. He was number one in the league last year at the deep ball. He had 50% deep ball completion last year. So he's absolutely solid. Um, I don't have him quite as high as you. He's my QB six. I actually have him as my tier three of quarterbacks, but the reason that I kind of knock him is just because, I mean, maybe it's just called, you know, recency bias, but just the fact that he hasn't been able to finish the season. And once he gets hurt with that shoulder, man, he stops running. He can't really throw the ball and he becomes almost an inept quarterback. So there's just a little bit of risk there, but I mean, how can you argue the upside with Kyler Murray, man? Any given week, you can put up 30 points and that, that wins you weeks, Kevin, that wins you weeks. I just love the legs, man. I like rushing quarterbacks. And, and again, the injuries have derailed his fantasy upside, uh, late season, but we forget how great he was before that, that injury, you know, 30 plus points a game greatness before those injuries took place. So he's going to need to stay healthy, but I love me some Kyler. All right. Number four on the list. 2022 season. I've got Justin A. Bear from the Chargers. He's so good. Taking another step forward. So good. So good. Such a great player. They have all of their pieces back. Mike Williams signed to a big money deal. Keenan Allen healthy. I think Josh Palmer takes a step up um, and, and takes that WR3 full role this season. And, of course, you've got Austin Eckler as a de facto pass catcher. Um, and I believe they brought in Gerald Everett at tight end. Maybe he'll do better here. I, you know, is, 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 am I, am I remembering correctly on Gerald? You, Everett? Yeah, he's there. I kind of like Donald Parnum mm. as, as a breakout tight end this year. I mean, he was a rookie last year, so he's second year in the league. It's risky. Gerald Everett to me. I mean, he had that, what was it? Four or five game streak when he was back with it, the Rams. It's unclear he if he's good. Anything. Or, it's yeah. unclear if he's good or not. We'll find out, but I don't, I think Everett is the fifth pass cat. The, the tight end on this team is the fifth option. So it's not too big of a deal either way. No. What's I mean, not look, to like about Herbert? He's also in a division where he's going to have to put up points um, against his opponents. Uh, I love uh, the the AFC West in general. Uh, a lot of a lot of improvement across the board over there. So I don't see why Herbert couldn't potentially end up as the QB one. He doesn't have the rushing upside, but he's very similar to Pat Mahomes in terms of his projection. Yeah, so I actually have Justin Herbert as my third overall quarterback. I have him in tier two along with Patrick Mahomes. It's a tier of two players, Mahomes and Justin Herbert. It's just about that upside. I mean, he continues to take a, a step forward every single 
um, season. And then I just think about, look, the Chargers didn't make the playoffs this year, or excuse me, last year, because they got in that shootout. Do you remember that crazy game against the Raiders last year? Those are the types of games, man, where you just love, and you know there's going to be a ton of games like that in that division. So, I mean, Justin Herbert, just such massive upside, and he has such reliable targets. He's got a massive touchdown upside guy in Mike Williams, and just the every down, moving the change guy, Mr. Reliable, Keenan Allen, and then the massive upside of Austin Eckler. I mean, what's more to love about Justin Herbert? Yeah. Number or next up, where, where are we at? Number five, number five. five, QB five for the 2022 fantasy football season. I've got Lamar Jackson over here and listen. Yeah. Did, did Lamar lose Marquise Brown? Sure. But Rashad Bateman looked great. Did not get the target load that Brown did last season, but he is a legit WR one first round draft equity guy. So they were they were fine. I love Bateman, man. Yeah, I love him this year. Uh, Lamar Jackson is the most prolific run rushing quarterback of the entire group. He's projected for over a thousand rushing yards this season. The only thing that really has held Lamar Jackson back in the past is just the Ravens being good defensively. That that could happen again. The team has clearly shown that when they don't need Lamar to run. They'll keep him behind the line of scrimmage a little bit more than you'd like as a fantasy football enthusiast. But when they need him, they unleash him. And so um, give me Lamar Jackson, number five overall, very comfortable going to war with this kid at the helm of my fantasy squad. I, I neglected yeah. to mention Mark Andrews, who is, you know, number two, number one, number two, a tight end uh, in terms of target expectation and in terms of uh, touchdown expectation this year as well. Yeah, I mean, look, Mark Andrews got 150 targets last year, right, right around 150. He won't get that this year because I, I think the Ravens really do want to do a run first. I mean, hopefully J.K. Dobbins is healthy. Um, Justice Hill, I think he's done. But no, he's got not Gus Edwards. But no, backup. Gus Edwards is there. Yeah, yeah. he's going to be the backup. But um, I mean, all they got to do just get just get Lamar some probiotics, right? No issues on the sideline. Let's stay healthy. And then Lamar Jackson. I mean, he's as good as any of these top guys. Um, he's my number four. So I mean, I love him as well. There we go. Um, all right, next up, number six. And last season, if you watched the bold call, I touted this guy for an entire offseason. Jalen Hurts, Philadelphia Eagles, does everything you want in a scoring, fantasy scoring quarterback. He's not necessarily the best real-life quarterback. Let's not go crazy. But as a fantasy producer, we he's he's he runs when he needs to. He's super willing to rush the football. He has a Okay, deep ball, but he runs for touchdowns. He was a top five fantasy producer at the quarterback position last year. We were able to get him at QB 13 overall. Everybody who watched the bowl call was, was able to wait till the last quarterback on the board, have an advantage everywhere else in their lineup, and pick up Jalen Hurts and have an advantage at quarterback as well, which is what happened. I believe he actually finished third overall in fantasy scoring. We're going to get a similar finish out of him. I see Jalen Hurts as a top five or six fantasy scorer. The only negative to me with Jalen Hurts, and it's so minuscule, is that you know he's not a really great in real life quarterback. So there is the slight possibility that at some point, if the Eagles aren't winning, which I don't see this happening, they try to adjust or do something different. It's super minuscule, that possibility. Uh, I love that A.J. Brown is on the team now. Such a better and more appropriate 
wide receiver to work with Hertz compared to Devonta Smith, who just is oil and water in terms of what he does and what Jalen Hurts is doing. So I love, uh, you know, AJ Brown, just throw it up. He's a big guy. He will come down with it. And I think we're going to see a lot of that with Hertz. Yeah. So Jalen Hurts last year was 31st overall in true completion percentage. That's, that's bad. Ladies and gentlemen, that there's 32 leagues, there are 32 teams yeah, in the bad. NFL. That's, that's bad. But you know, he got a hyper efficient uh, wide receiver in AJ Brown. And listen, if you look at his college resume every single year in college, he got better. So if we can prorate that to the NFL, we can assume that he's going to continue to improve every single year. Now, listen, I would say for the 2022 season, there's no chance that Gardner Minshew is going to step in for Jalen Hurts unless he's hurt. Jalen's going to be the guy as the starter this year. So for 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 redraft, draft Jalen Hurts with confidence because ride or die, the Eagles are going to roll with them. Now, 23 and beyond, who knows? Tons in the season. But for this season, man, I love it. And look, if they suck, he's going to keep running, which is just fantasy points for us. So that's, that's even better. His best games happened last year when the Eagles were, were behind. Actually, the games did not go that well when the Eagles were playing well defensively and played from ahead. And again, I don't think Jalen Hurts, he's not a guy I'm trading for in Dynasty. Be careful. The long-term outlook isn't that good. But short-term, he's just a great fantasy scorer. What's not to like? All right, next up, we've got Joe Burrow coming in as QB7, I believe, mm -hmm. on the list. And, you know, Joe Cool, well, I love this kid. The only thing holding him back is, again, He's not a runner. He's got elite weapons with with Chase and T Higgins and and even Tyler Boyd. The weapons are great. The 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 only thing that holds Joe Burrow back at all is just the fact Bengals will lean on the run at times when they can. They do have anytime you have a an elite running back on the team and Joe Mixon is kind of considered that sort of a a ball hog elite running back. The team will sit back and rely on that at times when they can. So that's the main thing. And Joe Burrow does not really run the football. He's not going to get you rushing yards that pushed him behind some of these other guys, because Joe Burrow, if this is in real life, I would have him ahead of Lamar and Jalen hurts, but this is fantasy. And in fantasy, I need production. So he falls behind those two. Yeah. Look, you can't deny it. He took the Bengals to the Super Bowl last year. Um, it's so easy to forget, though. Just a year prior in his rookie season, he had an ACL, MCL, PCL, and meniscus tear. It was a, that, That's a major, major injury. And then he came back. He started the season slow. And as the season went on, though, we saw just the absolute upside potential of a player like Joe Burrow. Yeah. Um, I agree with you. He's in my fourth tier right after Kyler Murray for me just because he does like that rushing upside. Now, the thing is, he is able to get a first down with his legs when he needs to. But it's not going to be the first read. It's never going to be a, a, a time where it's like, okay, let's get Joe running the ball. That's not how they're going to run their offense. But that's okay. That's okay because he has elite pass catchers, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. I mean, that's just he. he they're going to be an electric offense. And uh, Joe Burrow, man, he's he has as good a chance as any to, to uh, throw for over five thousand yards this season. Anytime you have two wide receivers going in the top twelve, that quarterback should be. Um should be looked at as somebody who's going to have a good season because two things go together. It's correlation. All right. Number eight off the board. I've got Dak Prescott as my number eight quarterback on the season. Again, we're in a zone where we're splitting hairs. Dak has a little bit of youth, a little bit of run for touchdowns in him 
compared to maybe a couple of the guys that were, that are going to go just behind him. I love the Dallas offense. It's been prolific for a while. CeeDee Lamb's obviously great. Dalton Schultz emerges as a weapon at the tight end position. You know, there's some lack of WR2, WR3 stuff. is a little sketchy right now for Dallas with the departure of Amari Cooper. But uh, Michael Gallup's still there. They've got a rookie um, who, who looks decent as well. So give me Dak, QB8. Yeah, so you and I both have Dak Prescott as a QB8. We're in consensus there. We're actually a little bit ahead of the under, underdog market. They have him as QB10 overall going at 86 ADP. But for all the reasons you said, I mean, look, Dak Prescott last year was being drafted pretty much where Joe Burrow was being drafted this year. And um, look, I, he, another year removed from that ankle injury, that devastating ankle injury. Uh, Jalen Tolbert was who, who's a rookie you, you referenced. Um, he comes from South Alabama, absolute stud wide receiver. Uh, look, the senior bowl is what it is, right? Senior wide receivers. We like early declares, but you want to look at, you want to take real consideration to the wide receivers that stand out against their peers. And Jalen Tolbert was one of those players. It was him and Christian Watson at the wide receiver position. Jalen Tolbert's a beast. Uh, Michael Gallup, is injured so that that does kind of hurt but Dak Prescott he's a pros pro the Dallas Cowboys are one of the fastest paced offenses in the league which means they're going to throw the ball a lot they're going to run a lot of plays and that's going to lead to fantasy points yeah and their and their offensive line has improved massively um mm -hmm. uh in the offseason so a lot of reasons to like Dak this year all right let's <coughs> move on number nine QB9 mm -hmm. the old man himself he's not he's not he's not number 12 he's number nine QB 12, Tom Brady. Now, Tom Brady is breaking touchdown records year after year. He is defying age, defying gravity. Part of the reason why I didn't have him ahead of Dak, to be honest with you, is just his age. He is getting older, and there's always a possibility. You know, we saw Peyton Manning, for example, one offseason just completely deteriorate, come back for the Broncos, and he was just terrible. So you never know at age 45 if Tom Brady just starts losing it. The other thing is he's not going to have Godwin for at least the first four, five, six weeks of the season. There's no more Gronk. He loves Gronk. So he's missing some serious weaponry in this Tampa Bay offense. Russell Gage is not a replacement for Gronk or, I mean, Cameron Brate's not a replacement for Gronk and Russell Gage is not a replacement for Godwin. So there are some weaponry issues with Tom Brady early in the season. He's got age. If he's not throwing for touchdowns, Quite honestly, he's not scoring fantasy points because he doesn't do anything else to score, but he is the GOAT, so I've got him here just after Dak. Yeah, I mean, last season he finished with 5,300 passing yards, and he was first in deep ball attempts with 87. That's going to go down. That's just a fact. Kate Otten, same thing. This, this buzz about this rookie who's been hurt for the entire offseason, hasn't played a single practice with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, is going to come in and replace the goat Rob Gronkowski, like get out of here. Cameron Brate's fine, but even when Gronk was out last year, he didn't really produce. Um, I'm worried. I'll be honest with you. I'm worried to start the season with Tom Brady, and we like to get off with the fast starts in our fantasy leagues, which is why we both have Tom Brady as the QB nine overall. Uh, we're in consensus there, but there's just there's so many red flags. And look, I mean, you might as well wait a few picks and get another player. We're going to talk about shortly here, whether it be Russ, Trey Lance, Matt Stafford. Um, but the reason we're, we're we're drafting him here is just because he is the goat. You got to give him credit, man. It's just, if anybody and, can do it, it's going to be tall. And, and he throws for touchdowns in a prolific manner. Like, you know, this is a guy mm -hmm. who can throw for 45 plus touchdowns next uh, this season. And, you know, that's enough at this point. 
expect 24 fantasy points a game out of Tom Brady. He, this is a great spot. And again, he's a reason why you can wait on quarterback this year. If you got Tom Brady, you're, you're fine. You're fine. You're happy going in there every single week. All right. Next up, I've got Russell Wilson, QB 10. Now, Wilson on a new team. The biggest problem with Wilson for the last few years has been coaching, play calling, uh, a, a coach that wants to go run heavy even when they shouldn't, a coach that is very content as long as the game is within seven points to say, I'm comfortable, I don't need a lead, I, I just want to be up a little bit and give it to Russ at the end of the game to try to win. It's a weird philosophy that Pete Carroll had. Now he's being unleashed. Great weapon. I think the weaponry, I'm not going to say it's better than what he had in Seattle. I think it's the same. I think Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy profile very similar to DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Uh, the the running back for the running back tandem for Denver is a little bit better. They're definitely significantly better when it comes to pass catching as running backs between Melvin Gordon and um uh, and, and the rookie Javante Williams. Javante. And, and, and then finally, I, I like Albert Ongongenbaum. I like Albert Ongongenbaum style. Could we put him? <laughs> at tight end. Guy's athletic. Yeah. I like He's everything about Russ yeah. this year. Yeah, so look, last year, Russ averaged 29 pass attempts per game, okay? When you look at the top 12 scoring quarterbacks in fantasy points per game, they averaged 36 attempts per game, all right? So seven attempts per game, that's major. I would expect that the fact that the Broncos brought him in, they have a confident pass catching uh, duo in Judy and Sutton, like you mentioned. And look, even Tim Patrick's decent, right? He's he's not as hot as Tim everybody Patrick thinks he's going to be. Has he's not dropped a, like he's good. Tim Patrick has never dropped a pass in his NFL career. That's a Zero shocking drops. stat. I didn't know that. That's a shocking stat. I yeah. love that. So he's never I mean, dropped going to cook, man. He's a chef. The chef's in town. And they have a decent tight end. There's nothing not to like here. By the way. It, if people don't forget, I, I've lived with Russ as on my dynasty teams for many, many years. And I got to tell you something. One of the great things about the dynasty format is when you live with a player, you get to know their ebbs and flows, right? You're just used to him. You've had him for season after season after season. You're used to the ebbs and flows. And there was a period of time when Seattle just went past heavy for a few weeks, like three seasons ago. And Russ was put up 38, 40 fantasy points per game. This kid is no joke. He is truly one of the greatest quarterbacks in the NFL today. He's one of the great NFL quarterbacks. He has not been able to showcase it the way he should. Much like we've seen almost a almost a a, a coming out a, a coming out for Matthew Stafford. I think Matthew Stafford always really good, but nice to see him surrounded by a good team. I think we're going to see that with Russ. Russ has had good teams, but he's always had that same coaching staff that wanted to run the football first. Marshawn Lynch years. all of that. I can't wait to see what Russ can do with a coaching staff that wants to let him throw the football great pass catching crew i love russ this year and again if you pick this late and you got russ you're not starting at a disadvantage i think you're in an advantage advantage position over your league mates who reached much earlier for a quarterback all right number 11 overall i'm going with a quarterback who i just mentioned matthew stafford of the rams stafford consistent 25 fantasy points per game last season. The Rams offense geared up again. They threw, they kept throwing the foot. No matter how much they were up last year, they just kept throwing the football. They, I don't, I don't know what they're thinking. Sean McVay just, I, I think he cares about stats. And we've seen. He, he hates the running back position. 
He so does not want good. to be the running. Well, last year they didn't have good running backs. I do think the running back position w- improves a little bit this year with Cam Akers coming back and not being the the weakened, you know, version that had just had Achilles surgery that we saw last year in the playoffs is horrible. Sony Michelle, not that good. Darrell Henderson, a couple good games last year, but really not durable enough to last uh, very long. So I love Matthew Stafford. Cooper Cup is my favorite player on the season overall. He's the number one fantasy asset. They added Allen Robinson. That's fantastic. They don't need anything else. Those two guys. That's it. That's no. all you need. Van Jefferson there, I guess. Maybe Odell will come back eventually. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, either way, they're they're going to surround him with a good team. And again, like the Rams are a good team. And everybody's talking about the AFC West. Last year was the NFC West. It hasn't changed that much. Obviously, Russ is gone, but this he's still going against Kyler. He's going to be going against San Fran. It's going to be some high scoring games. And look. He won the Super Bowl for a reason, man. He's got talent. Yeah, Stafford, great spot. And rounding out the top 12. Actually, that was the 12th. Oh, I'm going to give you one yeah, bonus one pick then. What's that? No, no, that, that was 11 for you. That was 11? Oh, that's my yeah. 11. Okay, so then rounding out the top 12, Trey Lance. And the only reason Trey Lance is here and not maybe a little bit higher is just because we don't know. We haven't seen Trey Lance over, over an extended amount of time put up big fantasy scores. I don't know. If he's competent, I don't know if we're going to get Justin Fields 2021 production or if we're going to get, you know, Jalen Hurts 2021 production out of Justin Fields, but he is a running quarterback on a winning team. I think they're going to find a way to make him be productive. I have no problem going to war with Trey Lance as my quarterback this year. Yeah, get out of here. Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to be starting for San Francisco this year. The only reason he hasn't been traded is because he can't throw the damn ball right now. So nobody is really willing to trade for him. They invested the third overall pick in Trey Lance last year, and they invested a lot to get up to that third overall pick. It doesn't matter if Trey is going to be good or bad. You know, you hear a lot of these reports that they're not sure that they trust Trey Lance to throw the ball. The only way he's going to improve is getting reps, real live reps with the ones and in live game situations. Last year, he looked like a fish out of water. That's just a fact. It was disappointing, but he didn't look like he was ready. Give the kid a chance. He was raw coming into college and this is the year, man. And you're right, Kevin. Like, he would be going higher if we knew definitively that he was improving. So I guarantee you, as some of these positive reports come out of training camp next month, or actually this month, it's July, um, he's going to continue to move up boards. So get him now. If you're doing best balls now, get him as a QB12 and just be happy with it, man. Yeah, love it. Super flex format. Um, and again, my final note, I'm just going to repeat what, what we said earlier. If you're in a single QB league, Trey Lance is great. I'm happy to go to war with him. So there is absolutely no reason to reach early. You might get Matthew Stafford with pick, with 12th. There's no reason to take a quarterback early this season. I think uh, the Matthew Stafford, Trey Lance, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady types, they're going to get you about 24 fantasy points per game, whereas the Josh Allen types, and I'm not sure how many other ones there are up there, Herbert, Allen, those guys, Mahomes, they might get you 27 to 28. There's not that big of a difference between – the number one quarterback and the number 12 this year. So the big takeaway is don't worry too much. Don't reach for early quarterbacks. Be the last person in your, in your redraft league to take a quarterback. That's going to work out really well for you. And in Superflex, try to get two of these top 12ers. If you can load up a quarterback, get the elite quarterbacks and then worry about the rest. All right. That's going to do it for our Q top 12 QB for the 2022 fantasy football season. We'll see you guys next time with more. Bolt calls. Deuces.